podcast for November 5th, 2013. This podcast is brought to you by CBP Seminars to see how a chiropractic biophysics technique can help improve your practice as well as your patient's overall health and spinal structure. Go to idealspine.com. And also by Dr. Fred Domenico of Elite Coaching to see how Dr. Fred can help bring your practice to all new heights. Go to elitecoachingllc.com. And finally, by Postraco, developers of the X-ray analysis system known as Postray, as well as the award-winning Posture Screen mobile app, available in the iTunes App Store as well as the Google Play Android Store. For more info, go to postureanalysis.com. All right, Dr. Fred, take it away. Okay, welcome everybody out there in podcast land. Kyrie United Podcast, November 5th. And I am Dr. Fred Domenico with Elite Coaching. We have my partner in crime, Dr. Joe Ferrantelli of Posture Co. and the 8 million things that you're doing at Posture Co. <laughs> yeah. And our third partner is out hiking in the woods somewhere, wearing a bunch of deer urine, <laughs> uh, you know, spreading fecal material on himself and uh, isolating himself in a tent somewhere. Yeah, if, uh, if people didn't get it, uh, Deed Harrison is an avid hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so this time of year, you know, it's just the way it is. But hey, you know what? We're fired up tonight because, as always, we're bringing you a friggin' transformation in the way you think and the way you feel about chiropractic with our guest tonight, Dr. Curtis Fedorchuk who is the CBP chiropractic warrior. Hello. Thank you very much. And yes. lead instructor for CBP class at uh, Life, Life College in Atlanta, which now is booming. And uh, attendance is booming. And you are the tip of the spear, brother, changing the way people think in Life College. So thanks for being with us, Curtis. Oh, my pleasure. I, I, and as always, whenever I... Just such a big honor. I mean, even talking to you guys and just so grateful for all the work that you guys have done, everything. I mean, Lee Coaching, Joe, with all your stuff. The, I've had Posture A for probably since it came out, I think, the first year. Yeah, I think and you did. Course, yeah, and then Deed, I mean, can't say enough about that. And, yeah, it's just it's an honor to to be even in the, in the circle of you guys and just so thankful for all the work you've done. And I, and I can tell you the students are thankful, too, because when I start telling them stuff, they just get jazzed. Confused at the same time, and we'll talk about that too, though. Uh-huh. Awesome. Yeah, well, you're a lot bigger than we are, so we figured we'd better have you on here. You might kick our ass next time we saw you. I so. haven't, yes. I've been, try, I've been trying to buy my way onto the podcast forever. I keep telling my mother I'm going to get on, and she doesn't believe me. So, well, <laughs> like, Mom, yeah. I really am a chiropractic rock star. I promise. <laughs> well, you're on now. That's all that matters. I showed them my, uh, I showed them my, um, my research award from August, and they're yeah. pretty happy. So yeah, you nice. got that from uh, CBP, and congrats on that. And I definitely want to uh, talk about some of the research that you've done because you've done quite a bit, and uh, we'll touch on, upon that before we close for sure. But oh, yeah, actually, it's funny tonight. I'm actually more than jazzed. Today I taught, but also I just got back from Emory University discussing the study that we uh, did. All right, we'll we'll go into that. Let, uh, Fred will probably want to know a little bit because our podcast listeners want to know a little bit about you. Uh, yeah. So I'll let Dr. Fred lead that a little bit. Well, we always want to know the man behind the purpose. <laughs> and first of all, accolades out to you. And one of the reasons that we chose you, Curtis, is because, man, you have a clinic, you're in practice, you teach at school, you do research. I mean, there there's definitely a deep-seated passion and love for chiropractic and corrective care and CBP. 
because flat out, that's that's a busy life, man. That's a busy, disciplined, determined life. So first of all, my hat goes off to you. So give Thanks. us a little bit of your background. You know, what got you into chiropractic and in a, in a nutshell, um, I'm from Canada, and uh, when I was 10 years old, I got adjusted by this guy, and he didn't even say nothing. Like, he literally didn't talk, but I just walked out of there, and I just looked at my parents. I'm like, that was pretty cool. I go, I think that's what I want to do. Like, literally, that was it, and I kind of just held on to that. And uh, my dad, he was a banker, so he had a ton of clients that were uh, chiropractors, and he took me to a guy. His name was uh, Jerry Bohemia, and he was my chiropractor like my whole life. His whole family, there's like 42 chiropractors in their family or whatever. Wow. He was like jazzed up all the time. I mean, I got, I had to go to his house Christmas morning one time. I hurt myself lifting weights, and uh, he fixed me up. And basically, as we were driving there like 8 in the morning with my head stuck to my shoulder, I just said to my parents, like, he fixes me today, I'll go to school. I promise. I'll go. I'll do it. And, uh, and he adjusted me in like in 20 minutes, I had like 80% range of motion, feeling great. He came to the door in his Hugh Hefner robe. It was pretty funny. And he's got his kids running around. And then I left and we're driving home, you know, it's like minus 40 up where we're from. And my parents are like, well, I'm like, oh, well, what? And they're like, you're going to go? I'm like, yes. So, uh, and then I, um, started university and, and then wound up down at life. So, oh, so you attended life college. Yeah. Nice. Actually, it's kind of funny. I'll tell you a quick story. My dad made me go out with this chiropractor from another chiropractic school. I'll put it that way. I'm going to keep everyone anonymous. <laughs> this guy hated my chiropractor. <laughs> he hated chiropractic. Poor guy. I just, he was like, I was like a young kid. He's like just laying into me. Don't go to life. Don't do this. It's horrible. Like he's literally trying to talk me out of it. I, this, I, I'm not, he literally said, I'm not going to lie to people. I don't care how many people your guy is seeing, you know? And I told him, like, dude, I've had three miracles myself. Like my head was stuck to my shoulder. My base, my breathing got better, you know, by the, you know, a few months shortly after getting adjusted, I had water on my knee disappear in 40 minutes, like huge, you know? And he's like, I don't believe that. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm telling you it happened. So then I just asked him, I said, do you, I got to ask you, do you believe in anything you do? He goes, oh, yeah, uh, you know, he kind of backpedaled a little bit, but I just felt bad for the guy because he totally was trapped. He hated what he was doing. Yeah. And I got home and saw my dad, and my dad smiles at me. He goes, so how was it? And I'm like, why did you send me there? <laughs> he goes, nice. I wanted you to get the, the other side. And then I went to my chiropractor, Jerry, and he just gave me the big idea speech before I left. I mean, he had a waiting room full of people, and he was just giving it to me upside the head. And it was like, he had me reading vaccine books when I was 15. Nice. Nice. Yeah. See, the other guy was just meant to be there just to piss you off a little bit more, get you more fired up. <laughs> I guess I was just confused. I respect my elders, you know, and, and, you know, and my, and I just didn't know what to say. I was like, holy cow. But, uh, needless to say, it was, uh, went down to life and obviously can't go back to the weather in Canada. Yeah, I know. My, yes. half my wife's family is up there in, uh, Nova Scotia. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's on Yeah. I just, I can't. I, Plugging in your car, I don't miss that. Miss my family, obviously, but not um, not the weather. But then I just I stay down here. My wife's a teacher, and I started practice, and I've been in practice 11 years solid. And uh, just see, I've, I've been real blessed. i got to be honest. I've seen some crazy miracles right when I started. And it was so funny. I was just lucky because when I graduated, I just took CBP. It was, it, was a, it was a seminar at the school. I took it. 
And I can just remember the lights, you know, the, all the alarms going off, the, the <laughs> gates open, like the whole thing. And the, the funniest line that stuck with me is because uh, I always heard about how bad Dawn was in terms of like pissing people off, you know. It's true. I mean, I'm sure you've heard that. No. So I, I was just ready. And this guy in front of me says to him, he, he raises his hand and Dawn's showing us like x-ray line drawing and stuff. And you know, I was just I just gravitated to it right away. And the guy says, uh, question. And Dawn says, yes. He goes, how do you correct the double PIs? And I was just like, here it oh comes. Uh, you better duck. As well, he was right in front of me. So I was like, oh, dear. <coughs> Don walked up to him, put his hand on him nicely, and all he said in the calmest voice possible, he goes, I'm not the guy to ask about that. And just walked away, and I was like, wow, good for you. So <laughs> That sure. probably took all the restraint possible right there. Like, <laughs> Oh, totally. Yeah, I think he went up and uh, took a shot of whiskey from behind the pulpit there. Just yeah, like yeah, because you... The first time I heard uh, Don speak, I was like, oh, my gosh. I mean, I, I loved it, but I was like, wow. I mean, you, you had to see the looks on people's faces. He was so fired up about chiropractic and science and bringing the truth about chiropractic through science. And sometimes he'd ask a question. I never forgot, like, the first seminar. Here's this guy, you know, sitting in front of the class teaching. And all of a sudden he goes, uh, he asks a question and he goes, hello, hello. And then someone answers and next thing I know, he falls to the ground and he's like acting like he's having a heart attack. And everybody's like standing up looking at him like it's a heart attack. He was a good actor. He's like, you're killing me with those answers. It was just like funny. <laughs> and, then, and then I remember in the same seminar, he was like, ask a question. Everybody's afraid to, 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 you know, say something. Then he runs to the back and says, hello, I got it. And then he runs to the front and say, yeah, you in the back. And he run back to the back and say, yeah, Don, I got the answer. And they keep running back and forth. And everybody's like looking at this old guy saying, what is he doing? You know, and I have to say, like I told Deed, his dad was honestly one of the most amazing teachers I have ever had. Oh, and, yeah. And, and the guy had a knack in finding, like, if you wanted to learn, he was going to make you remember it no matter what. It was truly <laughs> amazing. And, yeah, it pissed people off. And he did it on purpose because he wanted to weed out the people that weren't ready for the truth, I think. You know? Oh, I, I can be, honestly tell you. Either two things happen. I'm sympathizing with Don, or he possesses me one day a week. Mm -hmm. Because when I get there, it, I mean, I, it's like this. Oh, I'm sure you guys see it, but it's different in a school setting because I even have to be like, you know, <coughs> publicly, you know, you politically correct, yes. if you will. Like, I'm holding back. But the same token, it's frustrating because when you're always the guy every three months that's telling people there's no Santa. Yeah. I mean, they don't take it well. I mean, they don't. Some of them get pissed off at you, period. Very few. Like, a couple just, like, just don't like it. But some, mo the majority are just pissed off that they didn't hear it years yeah. ago. Like, that's the biggest thing so I get. So when you're saying, sorry to interrupt, when you're saying there's, there's no Santa, just for, uh, you know, the audience out there, why don't you kind of clarify uh, what you mean? Well, basically, um, like, when you start talking about spinning vertebrae and closing wedges how about that i mean right. there i'm like or today actually today's topic or actually didn't say that when i talk about um there's a particular technique book out there that shows a picture of a base posterior and uh say like a like the sacred base has gone posterior and it actually shows the you know the facets overriding the l5 facets in other words like they've dislocated to move completely backwards yeah and uh, so I just ask. I asked my colleague here in my office. I got a few interns here, and, I'm, and I grabbed the book, and I'm like, let me ask you a question. Like, 
is this even possible? And they're like, no. I go, yeah, but here it is in a textbook, right? So when you start explaining to them, like, does this really happen? Like you ask them and you see them. It's almost like the video I show in class. Do you guys remember the movie Something About Mary? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, remember the scene where the guy makes up seven-minute abs? Yeah. And he goes, yeah, you know, what are you going to reach for? Seven-minute abs. And then Ben Stiller goes, well, unless, of course, someone comes out with six-minute abs. And the guy, like, short circuits and, like, starts kinking his neck and, like, freaking out. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's pretty much what happens to them when you start talking about the bones not separating like that. Yeah. And it is hard. because, And my first two weeks is literally, uh, you know, kind of, as I, you know, I, I follow the uh, PowerPoints to the letter, but also because I'm in practice, like I make, I tell them that too. Like first day, I'm like, I look at them like, why do you think I'm here? You know, it's like, not the, it's not the money. That's for sure. No, exactly. I try not to <laughs> play on that, but I literally let them know, like, let's be real. Like, what am I doing here? Yeah. And they're like, uh, I'm like, you know, I see 250, 300 people a week. Um, I have a family. Um, I play hockey still, you know, I try to, you know, I have kids, you know, I coach basketball. So, but don't get me wrong. It's an honor to be here. But the reason I'm here is because Deed Harrison asked me to, yep. that's it, you know, and I have a responsibility, I think for all the hard work they've done for all the amazing stuff, the life they've without CBP, I wouldn't have the life I have. I can tell you that right now. We just expanded our office into, we're in like 2,600 square feet now. And uh, I'm just over the last month, I'm just jazzed about that. And it's, I owe it all, you know, to uh, pretty much, um, you know, the, the work of the Harrisons and stuff. That's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's just so I tell them that right off the hop, not to be um, not to be arrogant by any means, but just to let them know that, hey, listen, I do this still. Yeah. You know, I'm telling you stories from 20 years ago. Right. Exactly. You're, you're, you're doing it. Yep. Yeah, I mean, I'm in practice. I mean, this my real job is, you know, practice. And so my Monday night X-ray review classes, you know, last night. So I give them like, this is what happened last night. And I think, and I've got, I keep track of all my feedback, like all of my uh, student reviews. Mm -hmm. They, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, some of them are pretty awesome. Um, so, um, and again, it's the, I thank the material because I tell them, I go, hey, I'm just the messenger, right? But I deliver it to them with everything I have. And I tell them that too. I'm like, listen, the reason that, you know, I get passionate about this stuff is because I care what happens to you. I care that you're successful. And that's it. I mean, I want, I want, I told him, I go, I want allies. I want allies in the field. I want more people like me, like CBP minded people out in the field so that A, we're helping more people. But also, you know, it's, uh, it's when you, like when we went to the annual, mm -hmm. it was so amazing that everyone just spoke the same language. Of course, Joe, you weren't there. Yeah, I know. I, it was one of the few I missed. I know. I'm just saying, I. <laughs> You were hurt, I know. And I was up in Canada. At, of all places, I was in Canada during that, too. Nice. But uh, when I went there, it's just it's such a nice environment. Again, everyone speaks the same language. The energy is high. It's just amazing. The studies, the deeds going over, all the information, everything is just awesome. And then when you go to uh, a different environment, I guess you could say, where there's just so much, uh, I'm going to say, so much contradiction that they get. But here's the problem, and just to be real, is... It is a, I, I don't think, besides the two-hour commute in the morning at five miles an hour, <laughs> yeah. it is, uh, the students are mad. Like, I don't think people, no one, I don't think the pro, other profs there and or and maybe even you guys, I mean, students are mad, but they don't hear this early on. Yeah, and, you know, at least you have a, a blessing that you're, you're teaching at a school that 
has us in the, you know, in the curriculum because there's a lot of students like, I mean, Fred never got anything CBP. You know, I had to, when I went to life as did you, it wasn't, a, you know, an elective back then. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, fortunately, the, the one thing I can say that was really awesome, uh, well, there's many things. I mean, life uh, is, a, is such a great school. You're exposed to everything. So at least you can, oh, yeah. you, at least they can make an educated decision on what they so, want to do. If yeah. you go to a, a, another type of school, you're, you're, you don't even know it exists. You don't even know oh, that. Sure. So they, they come out thinking that subluxation is just fantasy land, that it's poo-poo, yeah. and there's no science if you're subluxation-based. But here we are. We bring the science, and we show, hey, look, there is real science, and subluxation right. does exist, and it does yeah. uh, affect health when you're subluxated, and th- this is why. And, you know, um, and when you bring all three paradigms together, I mean, it's everything that, that life teaches. And at least, you know, at, at schools like that, uh, you, know, you get everything there. So then you can make an educated guess. But, oh, yeah, I can imagine how same. frustrating it, it can be. But, you know, you're there to, you know, bring your story and hopefully the, the students are there to receive it. And, oh, yeah. you know, and uh, I, I think that's, that's awesome that you're, you're doing that. Yeah, uh, I will tell you, and thanks, Joe, what, like you hit the nail on the head, is that I, that's my disclaimer. Like every quarter I make sure I go through this. I'm like, listen, embrace every single thing you learn here. I mean, I, I have my toolbox full of every technique I remember, and you're going to use it at some point in the other. Like, and I go, so, I, and, I, and I probably say it every week, listen, embrace your technique. Don't go to your profs and tell them, hey, this is no good. Don't, I go, don't do that. I go, don't. Uh, don't run up and say, hey, Dr. Kirsch showed us a study X, Y, Z. Like I showed in the Palmer study about that the bones don't displace. Right. And, uh, you know, your contact, however long it is, whether it's recoil or hold, it didn't make a difference on muscle spindles. I mean, I show them that stuff so they can see it. Mm-hmm. Right. But also I'm like, now listen, now don't go run into some whoever and start telling them, you know, I go like if you go to someone's house for dinner, you don't start telling them how bad the food is they're serving you. <laughs> eat, what, eat what you can. Right. Leave, puke it up <laughs> and go about your business. But. So what happens is literally that, but again, they follow me out to my car because a lot of them, I'll be honest, a lot of them, they're ready to graduate and they're ready to not even go into practice. And they tell me, the guy, a guy my, who are interns with me, he says, if I didn't, if he didn't learn CBP, he wasn't going to do chiropractic, oh. like outright. I mean, I get that a lot, more than you know, like oh that is gosh. a big thing. And you're, yeah. and you're at a phenomenal school, so I can imagine how bad it is at the schools that don't teach real chiropractic. Oh, yeah. No, exactly. And, they're, I mean, again, they get all the philosophy. They get all that stuff, and they're jazzed about it. But a lot of them just say, like, stop. This make, they say, see, this makes the most sense to them. They're like, finally, like, again, they're so fired up when I show them the material. They say, they're like, they are, yeah, they're, it's they con- are. It's basically, it's congruent with, you know, CBP is congruent with everything that's chiropractic philosophy. Oh, it, yeah. It really is. And then people that say otherwise, they just, they just don't, they don't know what CBP really is about. But I, okay. I know this is the most I've talked in all the podcasts in a while. But Fred, <laughs> what, what, what's your thoughts? Well, I know. It's like we get on the CBP topic. <laughs> you go, Joe, because usually all the other <laughs> philosophy ones, I'm like yelling into the microphone or something. Yeah, exactly. So I appreciate that. You know, uh, one thing is you guys are talking, you know, I'm thinking, and Curtis, you know, you get these people and they come into your class. They've heard so much. Um, You know, there's people that may accept this and there's people that reject it. But also you've built relationships with these students. Like you said, you have so many that have come and thanked you. Have you followed any of the people that have graduated out in class, out that are out? 
practice now? Do you have uh, a no? I can tell you right now, I made the best. I have I got friends for life coming out of that class. I got a guy working with uh, Chris Zeno. Oh yeah, Dr. Hey, Jacques yeah. Moser. Yeah, he's I, there. I have to say thank you very much for. I I just actually trained him. Um, uh, Dr. Zeno just started using Posture, and I just trained him, Sweet. and I just found out that he was with you for so long, and it was like. Wow, I mean, I mean, I didn't have to do anything, and no explanation for anything. The guy knew he was he was spot on. Oh yeah, Jean, and he's so <laughs> far up. I mean, believe like he like some you can see, when I'm teaching the class, I just sometimes look at students who aren't saying anything, and I like they nod at me like I totally get it, and I'm like those are the ones. So, I mean, I he peeked in my office for a while, and um, and then um, it was a great experience. And then um, I have um, uh, uh, Hasim. Yep. who's at his office right now. I mean, he yep. just, he would constantly, I mean, he was, again, these are allies for life. I mean, I literally, these are friends for life, allies for life, and they just eat, bleed, bleed chiropractic. They get it. They're so purpose-driven. I mean, it's awesome. So that in and of itself. That makes it know, worth it. You know, the, yeah. all the all the t long drives into the school and yeah, doing true. that, it, you know, it makes it worth it when, you, when you're making a difference about for chiropractic and for chiropractic's future. Because now, how many lives, I mean, especially... With him at, at Dr. Zano's office, I mean, gosh, how many lives can he now touch? Because if it wasn't for you, he may not have steered in that direction. And now he's in an office that's seeing 10 trillion people, you yeah. know. And, you know, now he's able to help that many more people with that much more certainty. It's, like, just amazing. So thank the you for doing here, it. The, well, my pleasure. Listen, again, it was such, I mean, when he asked me, I was like, you know, I was going to hockey. He's like, you want to teach on Tuesdays? I was like. No. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. And again, it is an honor. So, but the guys in my office right now, they've already signed up for the um, CBP, like the week long seminar. Oh, yeah, that's right. Like, again, the, everyone in my circle, like, is close to me, they, just, like, they eat, breathe, and just love this stuff. And when we're going over cases, like, when we're getting some tough cases, we're talking about why is this this way? Why is this fine this way? Why do you get degeneration? I mean, they're just so on it. It is awesome that way. That's I mean, it really is. So. But um, what was well, say? let's um, let's go on a little bit more. OK, so obviously you got a massive passion for helping students. Obviously, you're changing lives there. You also do a bunch of research. So, I mean, you got a bunch of irons in the fire, man, making tons of changes. So talk about your passion for research and some of the things that you're doing. Um, basically, again, Matt McCoy, my little story is that he kind of put it to me, like even before I met Don, he's just like, we got to document this stuff because it came out, if a little bit of a background, second quarter, right when the internet came out, I was in the second quarter, mm -hmm. I didn't know I could just read stuff off the computer. I printed out the entire Quackwatch website. <laughs> and that hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I laid in my, like, closet of my one-bedroom apartment, newly married, you know, 1,800 miles from home, reading it, just going, oh, my God. And I called my dad and basically said, yeah, they say a lot of bad things. And he's like, who cares? He goes, pull up your dress and get to work. Yeah. <laughs> basically, nice. okay. So I showed it to McCoy, and uh, he just basically started showing me that the research was out there. But also what happened is I went to the library, and I wanted to give so bad to this guy in my church. His daughter had asthma, and I wanted. To, I told him, look, if this helps, it's, it, it'll help. You know, I just went over and over it. I was young and didn't know exactly how to communicate it. And he goes, well, just show me some stuff. Show me some papers that shows it does. And literally all I got was this, all I could find that they gave to me was literally this one page piece of paper with it showed the curves from the side but it wasn't it was literally like half circles mm -hmm. you know like circle and and with like a paragraph and that's all that i could get and i uh and i had to take it to him because i couldn't say hey 
I forgot about your daughter. Right. So I literally just looked at him and that, the, the sinking feeling in my stomach, it was just horrible that I wanted to help his daughter so bad, at least get her care somewhere. And I showed him this paper and he's, he literally was a rocket scientist. Like he worked at Lockheed mm-hmm. and he just kind of looked at me and he was a nice guy. He just smiled and said, thank you. And I was just like, this sucks. So yeah. I wanted to do, so now I have a respirometer. I have pretty much every objective data you can get in the office with the exception of labs and like, you know, sensory vote potentials. Cause I just want to measure everything. So deed and Don, all their stuff, everything, posture, posture screen, everything that is right up my alley. So, um, talking about, um, the latest thing we did, which is at Emory tonight, which I'm super, super fired up about, um, indeed cervical book, you guys know, you know, when people hear about, uh, lossal lordosis, they say, you know, it's attributed to muscle spasm, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Fred, you remember that? Yeah. Okay, Joe, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, you know, it's a, it happens to be on many radiographic reports. Right, and it just, and so Indeed's book, in the cervical uh, rehab book, mm-hmm. they trace it back. There's basically some guy just made it up, you know, 40 years ago. Yep. So nice. I'm like, well, forget that. So it took three years, but finally got IRB approval, got like 60 subjects, and we knocked out pre and post x rays of people, and we had them do isometric muscle contractions. And Again, thanks to Deed, we had EM, he told me how to do it basically. We hooked up uh, dynamic EMG leads to the musculature so it would record their effort. And then we also put a dynamometer on their head so we could actually measure like how many pounds of force. And then we, of course, posturated the whole thing. We did like, you know, 8,000 data points or whatever it is. Yeah, I know. Your, your interns were telling you about that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, at the annual when they were showing, uh, I think Todd, uh-huh. was, they were like showing a video of them entering data. Uh, John Packer and Dustin Walton and Dave back, they're like looking, they're like, we did that. Yeah. <laughs> like, I know, I know, I get it. But uh, so here's the deal, though. When we went to Emory tonight, it was just amazing. I mean, I know, Joe, you've probably been around this forever. But for me, it's my first trip to the rodeo mm-hmm. as far as the research goes. These guys, this guy's name's Jose. He is so fired up about what I gave him. He literally said, this is a textbook study. He goes, this is ideal. And I just looked at him. I'm like, can I quote you on that? He's like, he goes, it is. He goes, you got all these variables. You got everything down. You got everything's a value. And then the biggest thing he said is he goes, and I go, well, I I will tell you. I I said, if this gets published, you know, this is going to rock the boat a little. He goes, we don't, we're not, you know, we don't care about stepping on toes. We care about science. Mm-hmm. And I was like, awesome. So, I mean, they're, they're jazzed about it. And then the big thing he said is this study shows years of misdiagnosis. Yep. That's what his big thing was. He's just like kind of, he brushes his hands or his hair. He's just like, whoa, he's looking at the numbers. He's like, this basically shows what they're saying is, is they literally misdiagnosing these people for all these years. Yep. And I go, yeah. Propagating. Yep. Absolutely. Yeah. And when and, you did these studies too, describe too. don't forget, I want you to describe to the listeners, like what motions were you mimicking when you were doing these oh. things to, and you know, because people just so, you know, if we have any students that are out there, basically if you're new, if you're new to chiropractic or you're not even in chiropractic school, um, what happens is uh, you'll take an x-ray of somebody's neck and they, they happen to be in pain um, when you take their x-ray. So what happens or, or, not. They, or not, and then they may have a slight malposition of their, their hard palate relative to, which is part of their, 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 their you just think of their, their jaw, where 
the radiographic uh, results when they would read the reports, they would say, oh, the reason why they have the loss of the normal curvature is because they have muscle spasm in the neck. So if we take care of the muscle spasm, that's all that person needs. So when a person's in practice, I'm speaking to the students that don't know this yet, they would see an x-ray and they would say, oh, that person just needs you know, medication. There's nothing wrong with them. So if a person got into a car accident and they have this trash neck and it's an S-shaped curve or, God forbid, a reverse a neck curve, they would say, oh, it's just muscle spasm. So now what happens is the insurance care cuts off their care early on, saying this person's faking. It's not causing pain. This is only muscle spasm. And it was because the radiographic report that came from the MD radiologist said, oh, this is a, a muscle spasm that's causing it. And we know as clinicians, well, that's BS for one, because if people come into us, they're drugged up to the moon half the times anyway, and they, you take an x-ray, and it looks the same as when they're on meds or off meds. Um, it looks the same exactly. And then we also know from cadaver studies where they would take a person, slam them. with it. By the way, the cadavers are dead. And we would slam them, mimicking a, like a low-speed rear impact collision, and their neck would change shapes. And that's kind of amazing when they would lose their neck curve and the muscles are dead and they can't contract. And so there's all this evidence, but yet it takes a, a brain like Curtis's to dream this up to say, hey, let's go ahead and take it to the next level with real people. And, uh, you know, this is a fantastic study, so sorry about that. But what motions were you, how did you place the, the person? Because I think it's good to paint the picture in their mind a little bit. The very first thing <laughs> is we just had them just set them off for a, a normal, like, lateral cervical. And then we stressed to them prior to, and Deed had us film it. Like, he's like, film everything, take pictures. So uh, that's another guy I forgot to mention. Um, uh, gosh, I forget his name. Brad Kubrick. Mm -hmm. he, um, he has posture um, too. But anyways, he, um, he was filming everything, taking pictures. And then he, um, and then we, so we had, we did a regular lateral cervical. And then we just said, don't move, like, don't move at all, like, nothing. And then we'd attach the dynamic EMG leads to their neck on the anterior, on the, basically in the front. And then we had a, I have a handheld dynamometer, like a JTEC. Uh -huh. And we had, again, their head wouldn't displace at all. We put it on their forehead, and then we'd say, okay, now isometrically contract. Do not displace your head forward. Push real hard. And we'd start the dynamic EMG so it'd start recording their effort, and then it would be pounds force on the actual dynamometer, and then we'd hit the, the um, take another film at that exact moment. So it, we have proof in pounds of effort, we have proof in dynamic EMG microvolts, max effort, showing that there's huge amounts of spasm in positive translation of the head, right? So forward head translation, and then we did that for a quarter of the subjects, and then the other quarter we did uh, chin flexion, but again, it was isometric. So we put the dynamometer underneath the jaw and had them push really hard again, just seeing if that would make a difference. And then for the second part of the study, we did posterior uh, head translation and then we did extension. Mm -hmm. So four different ranges to cover, you know, maximum spasms we could get. And as we were pumping them out, again, uh, Jacques Moser's in my X room because I don't have digital. Right. It's like in there for like an hour, like literally just inhaling fumes. And he's like, can I come out? Can I come out now? No, no. You're like, no, stay in there. Uh, yeah. That's great. And I just asked him, I go, how do they look? Is anything going kyphotic? He's like, no. I'm like, good. Okay, let's keep going. Oh, so, wow. Yeah, and some of them go crazy. Some of them actually got more lordotic. Yeah. Like some of, the, some of the curves actually got better. Yeah, and, and you know, and people are like, well, how could that happen? And if you think about it, I mean, where is a lot of musculature? 
yeah. you know, and and so it, it it stands to reason that it is possible that they could get an increased lordosis, you know, in in some of these cases. So, that, I mean, it's going to be a great study. That's for sure. So they were blown away at Emory, huh? They were. Well, they even said they go, well, what's the criteria? Go, no pain, no arthritis, nothing. They couldn't be hurt or anything like that. Just, and they asked all the questions, you know, height, <laughs> weight, sex, um, um, you know, um, what am I trying to say? Just everything. They covered all the basics. Mm hmm. And then just all this, and I had this, these huge sheets of just covering everything. I have all the intersegmental angles, you know, pre and post, Chamberlain's line, C1, I mean, all this stuff. But they were just so, again, I, I mean, they know their stuff. But they had, we, I was with them an hour and a half. Wow. I mean, yeah, they wanted to get it. The guy's just like, okay, make me understand. He goes, like, what's the cutoff point? What do you care? And I'm like, I just basically want to see. I go, I want to prove that nothing happens, more or less. I go, but... I go, if something goes from, an, and I start explaining to him the coordinate system. I go, if something goes from a negative to a positive, that's bad. Mm -hmm. He goes, really? I go, yeah. He goes, I go, he goes, what if someone has a negative 50 degree lordosis and it goes to a negative two? I go, that's bad too. Yeah. yeah. I go, because that's showing a loss of lordosis from the spasms. And he goes, well, that doesn't happen here on your data. Because if that happened, then you would be like, that would be the supporting 40-year-old yeah. assumption. Yep. And yep. I'm like, exactly. And so, but again, so, and he was, he had a research assistant there mm -hmm. who's writing all this stuff down. So as he understood what I was saying and I told him, I apologize. I'm like, look, this is my first trip to the rodeo doing this. You know, I'm just trying to tell you what the goals were. But again, the more he understood it, the more excited he got. And then, you know, he just asked me, okay, what's this on the page? And the fact that everything was a number mm -hmm. and Oh, actually, Joe, I got to ask you, he wants, he was asking me about the uh, inter intra examiner reliability of the software. Mm-hmm. And so I told him we had that already. Yeah, it's it's it's, and I know that's not too much on a podcast, but it's the same as what we did with uh, 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 hand drawing. And actually, uh, we're formally writing that up in one of the studies that Deed is doing now for morphology because we want to have it named. But it's basically everything we've ever done with any of our spinal modeling. It's the same algorithms and everything that we did. We just put it into a user-based software for a clinician to use that's on in a digital era instead of actually using a sonic digitizer that we would actually touch real films is the only difference. So we're touching the screen versus touching the films. I gotcha. Yeah, so, um, but we're in, this, in the newer studies, that's what we're doing. And I want to digress. And again, Fred, I'm sorry I'm talking so much on this. When, no when, it's your turn. <laughs> when Curtis talks about, when the, those people that are listening, when people... When we talk about negative, we're looking at a side view of a neck, and we're talking about negative. Negative means extension. It's on the Cartesian coordinate system, the right-hand rule. So if we're looking at somebody, then a negative rotation would be an extension. A positive would be a, a kyphotic or a flex segment. So that's what he was talking about. So an overall lordosis, when he says 50, uh, negative 50 degrees, that would be a hyperlordosis of 50 degrees because, you know, an ideal is, you know, 42, 34 average you know, plus or minus, you know, the standard deviation, but, you know, that's what the whole negative is for. Um, and I know some practice management companies out there would, would they flip-flop that just because of patient education, but the problem is, is that it confuses real research, so we wanted to keep it the same. But, um, Fred, you've been listening to all this. Uh, like I said, uh, what's your take on all this? Hey, you know what? It's... Um you know, these are the kind of things that there's all these myths out in the profession and, you know, people have all these theories and, you know, 
what's so awesome about what you're doing, Curtis and CBP and the whole movement is that it's, you know, people, and you're out in the profession, and I speak at philosophy seminars, and people say, there's no science, there's no science. Well, you know what? Open your friggin' eyes. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a boatload <laughs> of science. It's just that, you know what? People got, well, and, and uh, you know, I love the philosophy groups, and they don't want to look at technique. But you know what? Technique is the way that you keep the principle alive. Like, when you look at the big idea, and I'm going to get into a little philosophy because this is my, my side <laughs> a little bit, but I'm a total spine geek. Well, if you look at BJ, writes about the big idea, you know, slip, in the, slip on the ice is a small thing. You know, subluxation is a small thing. He even says an adjustment is a small thing. But literally, you change the consciousness of the person. So chiropractic is the principle, and the application is the adjustment. The application is curve correction. But ultimately, curve correction is the highest application, in my opinion. Yeah, the adjustment chiropractic works, and it's powerful, but the great thing is what Don and Deed have done, they've taken science and they've now they've proven the application. And what you did, Curtis, was you proved the application. So all these bullshit theories about muscle spasm, basically you're saying, you know what, kiss my ass. Here it is. There is friggin' research. And yep. do your freaking homework and be responsible. Yep. So <clears throat> I know I have a strong opinion, but you know what? That's why we do this. Because yeah. it is there. So pay attention. Know your profession. Look on your business card because that little word under your name says chiropractor. That means yeah. we're supposed to be the best. Yeah. Uh, so let's you, be the best. And uh, you know, that's is perfect uh, you know, to, to talk about this now. The guy who uh, we were there with, his name's Eric Zielinski, he's doing a research track up at Emory there. And so he's listening to all this. And he's actually not been exposed to CBP before. Mm-hmm. So as I'm just going off, and I even apologize to them, I'm like, listen, I'm sorry if I'm getting excited. I go, I just wanted to have this done for three years. I'm just excited that you're doing this. I'm excited that you like our data. And Eric just pipes in and goes, well, I know we're all excited about the numbers here. He goes, but the bigger issue is like cord tension, compromised viscera, CSF flow. He goes, like, this is what it's about. And I'm like, no kidding, man. Like, this is, he goes, I know you're, you're thinking about, you know, how the numbers are changed and it's, you know, this, that, and the other. He goes, but the bigger vision is how there's all these people out there that have this problem and they're not even being told that they should get something done about it. Yep. You know, and I, and I totally agree. I, t- well, I totally get that, man. I go, you say it better than I do, but that's the reason I'm doing this. Is so you don't have, there's no excuse now. They can't say, well, I didn't know. They yep. can't say, oh, yeah, that's spasm. Because I have, you know, well, once or twice a year, I get someone who says that, like, well, I heard that my so-and-so said that's spasm, so I don't, I don't need to get this done. I'm like, really? You know, it's kind of like, okay. Yep. So, and now we can say, I don't think so. I mean, we, we've, we did it, and we did it. You know, again, we have, these, we have you know, pounds of contraction and you know, muscle spasms that exceed any neck pain, if you will. Yeah, I and, mean, these and, people are, yeah muscle contraction that it will exceed any type of normal spasm that one would yeah. have. Right, exactly. I mean, almost torticollis type, you know, maximum isometric contraction that they could do. One of the students, by the way, I've heard, I mean, I hear this every once in a while, people are like, you're not, a, and again, it's just because they, do, I mean, I'm not the best teacher, I guess, but they're like, so we're not really addressing subluxation, you know, when we're doing mirror image adjusting. I'm just like, what? I'm like, this is as, a, this is as, a, this is as close to addressing subluxation as you can get. Yeah. Like, Vertebrae is displaced from normal. Yep. This yep. is where it should be. We're displacing it to where it should be. And and so what, how you know how is that not? You yeah. know literally. I mean I yeah I got to make that really clear. And I I mean 
we do some awesome stuff in the lab. Like I show them like some pretty cool, again, I bring a dynamometer. Right. I show them some pretty cool before and after. I tell them like, well, this isn't part of CBP. <laughs> I go, well, I want to show you that you can increase strength in arms, everything uh, after a mirror image adjustment. And today we had a girl go from like 48 pounds up to like 70 just for me adjusting your mirror image. Yeah. And that's how, you know, it's, and so it's, and they're all kind of standing there like, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was amazing. So it's powerful stuff. I mean, I love it. I mean, I, I do it every day. I'm just so thankful it's out there. I mean, I'm, I'm thankful for the, all those students who helped us with that study too, by the way. I mean, I need to, to thank them and well, and, and I don't want to tell the, the students now that I'm finishing up a method, a research method that now you can instantaneously export everything to an Excel file. I don't want to tell you that. Yeah. Oh, it's done? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't want to tell you that uh, we're finishing touches on that. And it links to the x-ray, by the way, with the dots already on there. So, <laughs> so. Listen, we got it. We got two more studies in the pipe, so that's awesome. Yeah, so I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll get that to you once uh, uh, Dr. Harrison indeed uh, approves on that. So, uh, but yeah, that's that's awesome. I I love that you're doing this stuff. And again, this is these are things that that we need to show in the profession because these are the little things that this might keep a patient that was thinking about going to chiropractic care. They go to right. their medical doctor, and a medical doctor truly, and they really have their best interests at heart. But they yeah. they were told that, oh well, this is muscle spasm. Well, if that's the case, then here take these medications because no matter what you say, the, the, hey, you know what, medication works great for muscle spasm. It, do, it has a whole plethora of side effects, but yeah. hey, you know what, it does work for what it's intended. So they don't know that they don't know, you know. And I think studies like this are going to literally rock the world. In, in this realm, and I think it's going to help get a lot more people under, under care and hopefully corrective-type care, what we would uh, feature as corrective subluxation-based care, and, yeah. and, and help that many more people that are suffering because they're told that it's just muscle spasm, and it's the kyphotic neck that they've been walking around since a, the traumatic event that they had or whatever the reason was, and now they can finally get help because, hey, some doctor somewhere realized that they read a paper that it's not muscle spasm, and if we can get this in the hands of all the radiologists out there, um, I think that will be very, because they want to do the best thing, and I, I worked with many radiologists when I was in practice, and I would always take all these papers and things to show them, and I didn't have a paper like the, what Curtis did, but as far as a paper that would show that, you know, changes in posture don't affect the, the, you know, the mid-cervical curve for a kyphosis, the one like we did in European Spine Journal, or... Um, you know, sled studies after, you know, for simulating a car accident, how it changes the curve, but yet the person's dead, obviously, and all these different things to, to show what happens. So when they read those, re when they make a report on my patient, they did it without saying, and I would always go to all of them and said, listen, I'll never, ever send another patient to you again for a read. If you ever use the word muscle spasm on an MRI or, <laughs> or an x-ray, I said, what you need to do is, the way you say it is, and this is what the doctors out there listening can tell them is that this, I noticed that, or whatever, there's ligamentous laxity or ligamentous damage uh, uh, from a buckled cervical spine that can cause muscle spasm and pain if they want right. to go there, but not the other way around. It's not the muscle spasm and pain that's causing the kyphotic neck, which is a complete difference. And, and that's what they all did. And I tell you what, and you know, in the med legal world, that, that means the difference between a person getting under care 
and getting compensated for the care that they need and then understanding the care so when their their case is done or whatever, they can stay on for lifelong care because they got the big idea and chiropractic saved their life. Yeah. Oh, and I got to tell you too, kudos to all the stuff you guys put out, even like show us. Um, and all, I know you, on the CBP Facebook page, all those studies you, you see coming out of the Journal of Neurosurgery, European Spine Journal talking about how bad the kyphosis is, mm-hmm. or like after surgery and stuff. I mean, I'm all over that. That's my like x-ray review night. But I, I actually had to do a deposition in court. I actually, I, no, no, not deposition. I was actually expert witness in court. And I rolled that stuff off like, you know, I was nervous as all. Like, don't get me wrong. But we won the case. And I just lit through that stuff like crazy and nice. put it in like terms that everyone understood. The jury loved it. The actual stenographer when during recess, taps me on the shoulder and says, I'm going to get it adjusted after this. Nice. <laughs> and I'm like, awesome. But it's all, I brought my cervical rehab book, some other studies, and it's just like cut into it. You know, like, what are they going to say? Yeah. I mean, so that's, I mean, I just cling to that stuff like crazy. When I come in in the morning, I'm here at the office now, but I mean, I just, that is like, that's my roadmap. And then, and people, I mean, again, I'm so thankful and blessed that the results we get um and it's all you know you know from the stuff i've learned from you guys and i'm just so grateful for that awesome fred right on uh well i don't i guess um i don't know i don't have much else to say other than uh you know thank you for all that you do because you're changing lives you're giving a lot of students an opportunity to be better than they would have been without you. So, you, you know, we love the fact that your passion, your purpose to make a big difference is awesome, Curtis. Our hat goes off to you for all the work and stuff that you do. So thank you thank for being on here and sharing your story. Yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. I really do appreciate it. Yeah, ab- absolutely. All right. Well, uh, I guess we'll uh, put it to a close. And, um, Curtis, if anybody wants to get in touch with you, um, how would they go about doing it? What's the best way to contact you? If there's a student that's listening that wants to uh, do the peak program and come to your office, or if there's uh, somebody that wants to refer people into your area, how can they get in touch with you? Do you have a website where you located? Yeah, I go exactly? to uh, betterhealthbydesign.com. Mm-hmm. That's if they want to refer somebody, and if they just want to contact me, uh, they can go to Dr. Curtis at betterhealthbydesign.com. And uh, that's pretty much it. And you're in your stalker on a CBP uh, Facebook group too, so you'll be there yeah. too. If yeah, on there as well. And then also um, like on the referral website and stuff. By the way, I have one more hats off to you guys. I love these podcasts. On my two-hour drive, what do you think I'm listening to? Nice. Well, you'll be real happy to find out that there's a whole bunch of them that um, I thought went out, but they didn't. It was a problem with our link, so you're about to get blasted by a whole bunch of them. Nice. My, this morning was Billy D. Not, oh. I, I've never met that guy, but he's already my best friend. Oh, yeah. yeah how awesome is that? Oh, uh, yeah. You, I, if, I, if, you, if you guys ever get a chance to go into, I think it's the end of February this coming year out, out there in uh, Southern California uh, to uh, Cal Jam, it's one of the best events I've ever been to. And really? every, everybody's fired up. They love it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's a great chiropractic event with, and it's no holds barred. I mean, it's, right, exactly. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. I, I think it's an awesome event there too. So and awesome. Heavy metal, he says, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Heavy metal. That's for sure. <clears throat> awesome. Cool. All right, you guys, thanks for your time. And uh, thank you again, Curtis. And we will 
see you on the uh, speaking circuit there around at seminars. And uh, also, uh, I'll, I'll give you a call so we can chat and Indeed. figure Fred. out how I can be sure. any benefit to the students over there as well. Yep. And before we close, too, Fred, do you, um, we, we got a couple things coming up. You, you have a, a boot camp coming up, don't you, in December? Yeah, the boot camps are amazing, man. You know, we just gave one last weekend, and it's it's really a life transformation of what it is. It's how you view yourself, your team, your conviction goes through the roof, your ability to be able to take a person, regardless of why they think they came in, but be able to communicate in a way that inspires people to want them cha to change their life and to live that optimal spine, optimal health lifestyle. You know, if you're a corrective care doc or, you know, you, you believe in the chiropractic principle at all and you want to be able to have a person be able to walk in and you be able to get them through all their barriers, through their mind and be able to really live the purpose of a chiropractic lifestyle, I guarantee you there's no more powerful experience than those boot camps. So, um, you know, and that comes from almost two decades of communication training and pretty intense principle and love for chiropractic mm -hmm. and love for humanity. So those, all those things come together in a one, two and a half day experience. I guarantee you will be transformed. Fred, if you're not a client of elite, can you still go to the boot camps? Oh yeah. Yeah. Anybody can go. You don't have to be an elite client. You oh, okay. can be in other coaching groups or whatever. Cause it's about communication. It's not about scripts. So you can apply it to any system that you're using. Cool. Awesome. All right, guys, well, we'll wrap it up. Thank you again, Curtis, for joining us and uh, look forward to uh, seeing you at the next uh, CBP event. We'll talk awesome. to you guys soon. All right, Fred, have a good night. All right, you guys. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks Curtis. Bye-bye. Take care.